welcome to the Scottish Football Forums podcast. It's a full house this evening with Greg, Chris and Laurie joining me. Hello guys. Hello. I <laughs> <laughs> was never going to work. I was never going to work with three folks saying hello at the same time. You got to do, got to do this one by one. All right, okay. Good evening, Greg. How we doing? Good evening, Chris. All right. Good evening, Laurie. But Greg meant you have like an announcer, like at the, at the football. Oh. <laughs> right, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll put in some practice for next week. <laughs> See if we can get a good intro then. Do we, do we get squad numbers? Aye, oh, well you'd be number 12 or something on the bench. <laughs> right, this is the 44th podcast. And, well, I think it's the second last one, maybe the third last one. Maybe. We've come a long way. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> and this week, well, I said podcast... baby, it's Fat Boy Slim. Oh, come on, get me on. I know, I was saying maybe. I don't know if we've come a long way or not. Well, we have, we have. I've went from being very, very boring to just slightly boring. That's up for debate. <laughs> <laughs> so, in this week's podcast, I've got my, my usual hello and my agenda. <laughs> I've got that's that's done. Why that's you tell us that? <laughs> Take that one off. <laughs> This one week of doing this has been the worst ever. What a start. You're giving, you're, you're giving the listeners a, an insight into what goes on in the preparation stage. <laughs> Got the, the, the review of the SPL games. And I'm going to mention the predictor, because that's come to the end. And I'm going to announce a, a new predictor for the summer. I won't tell you what kind of predictor it is, but I'll, I'll keep that as a surprise. But I think you can guess what, oh. what tournament is going to be on. Uh, we'll discuss the Paul band, and I've got a bit of an admission to make in that, and then we'll talk about the, the Scottish Cup, if Laurie can handle it. <laughs> so first up in the SPL is Aberdeen against St Mirren. Yes! Come on! No, no. This is how you go into a podcast, straight in with this, the, the big game, and it finished nil-nil. So in the, the predictor... All three of us went for nil nil. <laughs> you just brilliant. Absolutely superb. That's just brilliant. Did you have money on it at all? Why would I bet no. on that? Because you predicted nil nil, you got it right. Did it. you bet on just about everything else? Why would you know <laughs> bet on that? A, a slight admission from me: I didn't watch any SPL games. <sighs> or listen. To I you, probably, you never matched them in this one. Nah, you could probably still summarise this one. As well as anybody else. Ab- garbage. Aberdeen at rubbish uh-huh. was probably what? Was, was, there, was there any shots on target? No, probably not. No, there was a few. There was, there was a few. It, was, it wasn't too bad was for an Aberdeen. shot. So they, what, um, what was the attendance? Did they manage to get better than their last one in Sibs? Four men in a dog this time is day three. Because that was, well, that was their lowest ever, wasn't it? It was. Sibs of 5,200. So I can imagine there must, can't it be much more of this, was there? Although, yeah, it was Darren Mackey's big farewell, though, was it not? It was, he was the captain. And fittingly, he didn't score. <laughs> uh, to be fair, he did try his best. It was just Craig Sampson, he's denied a few people last season. So. <laughs> that sums up Mackey. <laughs> he tried his best, but he didn't score. Was he scored once yeah. in about 25 years? <laughs> just as bad as Greg, then, eh? Oh, steady. Right, moving, moving on. We'll move on beyond that and we'll go to Dunfermline against Kilmarnock. You want my stats for this one, no? <laughs> Aye, go for it, Chris. Right, it's St Murren's best top flight finish in 20 years. 
when they're finishing eighth ahead of Aberdeen and finish ninth. They're 16 draws out of 38 games is now the joint record in the SPL. They hold up with Dunfermline, who did it in 98-99. Admittedly, Dunfermline only took 36 games to do that, not 38. And it's the first time in 25 years Aberdeen have failed to beat St Mirren in a season, admittedly. Some of those, uh, they were in different leagues. Wow. Well done. Good stats there, Chris. Best ever. Best ever finish was eighth, is that right? It's the best finish in 20 years now. Imagine being a St Mirren fan. Your best ever finish is eighth. Be as well flinging it. (laughs) (sighs) Give up now. See if you support St Mirren. Give up now. Walk away. (laughs) Save your money. Right, that is. <laughs> we'll move on into the Dunfermline against Kilmarnock game, which finished 2-1 to Kilmarnock, and Dunfermline actually went one up and done quite well to hold on, but then collapsed in a QPR style and lost two late goals. So only one home win all season. It's not good for the season ticket holders. Did you enjoy the game? Because, well, Laura, you didn't watch it. Chris, did you enjoy it? <laughs> Uh, it wasn't bad, uh, it was one of the ones that uh, Dunfermline pretty much summed up their season by scoring and then trying to hang on to it and making a complete mess of it. Because it looked like Kamarnock just dominated the second half and bat- tried to battle their way through and it took them to the last four minutes of the game to get not just one but two. Although, I'm not sure if Dunfermline won the house with Umbai because he had a goal chalked off and it was one each. Yeah, you couldn't really tell. It was one of those where you just have the single camera and it just... Aye. yeah. Uh, too difficult to tell, really. Could go either way. I mean, it was a good finish for Liam Kelly for the, the first goal, and the second one's just a kind of... The, the striker beat the defender to the ball and knocked it into net. That'll be done firmly out of business, won't it? That'll be, that'll be their last game, because you can't survive if you've not got Rangers in your league, can you? So that's it. Uh, true. That's it. That'll, Is... yep. Finished all over. RIP done firmly, what a shame. Moving on. And <laughs> <laughs> the predictor, I went 2 0 Dunfermline. Laura, you went 0 0. Chris, you went 1 0 to Kamarnock. So, Chris, you would have got one point in the predictor. Well, Greg was away, so in case you didn't listen, Greg, um, I was lazy and just said, put me down for 0 0 for every game. <laughs> <laughs> and I said I'd get, le- get at least one right. And you did, right? You did. Right? Might try that in the predictor next year. Just go nothing each across the board. <laughs> could be a way to go, like. Aye. Uh, apparently this is the first time that Kenny Shields has won a game away from Rugby Park that didn't finish 1-0 <laughs> and of course it means Kamarnock got the Covented 7th spot I'd send him a trophy but they've already had one half a lot this season 7th place Aye. I was bigging up the, the, the battle for 7th place just last week Aye, I'll be proud of that good to win the last day <laughs> and next game up is Inverness against Hibs and I think Hibs have just got one eye on, the, on the, the trophy that they'll be winning next weekend because the game itself finished 2-0 to Inverness. And, well, nothing much really to talk about in this game. Nah, it was a good free kick, I suppose. Uh, and an OK penalty. Uh, was it a daft handball for the penalty, was it not? I stopped the header anyway, he managed to... <laughs> they flicked that away with his hand. <laughs> Were you... Oh, uh, oh, that was horrible. Honestly, I thought he'd broken his leg the way he went down and he wasn't moving, was he? But he seemed okay. I don't know if he came back on, but he he managed to walk it off with with help from the the doctor and uh, one of his teammates. It was the last minute of the game, so I doubt he'd uh, come back on with that. But who knows? It's going to be a touch and go for him, I think, this week to see if he makes the cup final. 
Who? Yeah. Matt Dockery. So I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> I just heard cup final and I was like... Right, in the predictor, uh, I went 2-1 to Hibs. Laurie, you went 0-0. And Chris went 2-1 to Hibs. Oh, so we weren't very good at that at all. No. And that's... this is uh, Hibs' worst SPL finish ever. Finishing the 11th. They weren't even this bad when they get relegated. Because the they finished. <laughs> 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 ah, brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> so, so technically the last time they finished 11th was when they won the, the, the first division to come back up the season after Chris you've really done your homework at least yeah, one of us has I know see next year you're going to get you're, you're going to become the co-host Laurie's getting demoted that's two weeks in a row he's not watched any highlights I watched the Hearts game last week <laughs> <laughs> you didn't even watch the Hearts game this week would you if you were a Hearts fan Oh, you never knew what it was, was going to be. I, well, I got yeah. home and I'd missed the start and it was already 2-0 and I just didn't see the point. Yeah. Well, I'm nervous enough with the cup final already. I don't want to have to see Jamie McDonald in any other games apart from when I have to. I'm still hoping somehow Marion Kello is going to appear next week. I don't know how. <laughs> it's Vlad, so it's never going to happen, but praying that, I don't know, maybe right. just Jamie McDonald disappears this week mysteriously. There's more chance of Henry Smith reappearing. <laughs> your, your man Kello. I take that. I take that. Like, <laughs> I'm being a bit harsh at McDonald, ah. but I just I hate not trusting your keeper at all. Oh, well, right. we'll he's move the on to the... the worst keeper in the SPL. You're right not to trust him. He's rotten. Ah, it's, it's uh, some good games though. Is it Chris Smith, the Dunfermline keeper? Surely oh, he's worse. He's got. Ah, look at the team in front of him though. Look at the Dunfermline team in front of him. McDonald's the worst keeper in the SPL, hands down. Right, we'll move on. We'll discuss the Celtic against Hearts game, which finished 5-0 to Celtic. And, well, the headlines are going to be all about Gary Hooper scoring five goals, but I don't know, Chris, you might be able to tell me uh, that Samaras, in the highlights anyway, he looked superb. I'd, I would have given him man of the match, to be honest, because Hooper, although he was in the positions, it was tap-in, was tap-in, tap penalty. I thought Samaras man of the match for me. I, I, there was certainly an argument for it because he, he had a pretty decent game. Um, but I mean, it's hard not to give the man in a match to get his put him in the ball in the net five times, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but no, I mean, like you say, Samaras, he set up the, he certainly set up the second one with two touches. To be fair, that was that was probably my favourite goal of the game because the, the ball fell headly into Samaras in the first place was perfectly weighted. So he only had to take one touch to beat his man and one touch to lay on a perfect pass to Hooper to not get into the net. Well, you're not going to get uh, a better pass than that. It was just no. inch perfect. Perfect weight. Perfect. Aye. Super. Celtic are great at being hearts, so it doesn't mean anything, aren't they? <laughs> they beat you 4-0 at Tynecastle with a marv. Ah, it didn't matter either. <laughs> Aye, I've, I've, got, I've got in my notes here that Hooper was offside for the first goal, but... It wasn't. It was so, so, no, his shoulder was offside, uh, so he's only got four. That is for the only thing that that stupid linesman at the stand side got right, Oddie. He had about three or four offside decisions in the first half that he got completely wrong, and it was a couple in the second half as well, for, uh, which done hearts out uh, Oh, what? Robbed? Aye, robbed. <laughs> totally robbed. It should have easily been 8-2. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right. I'd, none of us seen this coming. In the predictor, I went 2-0 Celtic. Laurie, surprisingly, went 0-0. <laughs> <laughs> And Chris, you were 2-1. Uh, I wasn't that optimistic it was going to be a gobbin, but I'm quite happy it was. When I saw the lineup, 
I did tweet before saying it's bad. The lineup's good for next week, but it's bad for a day. Comfortable home win. I was hoping it'd be under. I hope it'd be three or less. But the full team got humped four 0 as you just pointed out, Chris. So no. Well, no, to be fair, it was a full team minus black, and I think that makes a big difference to her. I've said that a few times this season. I mean, you take black at that midfield and it just gets flattened. We ran, we ran the show the entire day. Well, that's the thing. People did point out was the it's our first choice defence, and I've not watched it. But at the same time, if if you've got no one in front of you to do anything with the ball, then you're going to get a lot more pressure on you than what you generally yeah. have. And I. You're not going to put 100% in either. See, if you're, you're looking to stretch for a ball, you're going to have it in the back of your mind that the final's coming up and, and you're just not going to go for it 100%. We'll see as well. There was a potential to get suspended for the final if you got sent off for certain things. So I was worried that we Brown would be out there, you know. Out, out, <laughs> out there in the wind-up try to get someone to get... Because if you get sent off for violent conduct or spitting on it, things like that, then you it carries on to any competition, so... That was my main worry. It was funny. Um, it was about 25 minutes into the game, Mehdi Tawil got taken off. And he wasn't happy about it. I'm convinced he got taken off before he gets sent off. Because he got booked for uh, taking Samaras out early in the game. He'd already whacked one arm up in the air, for which should, probably should have been a booking as well. And then when, when he went off, he had this sort of glare at uh, <laughs> Paul Sergio. Well, he better not be playing him next week. <laughs> I don't want Mehdi Tawil playing. I've never seen a player who... It tries to appear skillful just by touching the ball loads of times when you don't need to. I just just control it and run with it. You know, touch it, go to left, right, left, right, touch it again, touch it again. Oh, you just needed one touch. What are you doing? Stop it! Oh, let's go round him. Just pass the ball. Sorry. Anyway, what about uh, Mulgrew's free kick? A bit of Roberto Carlos about him there. It was a good swerve on it. Oh, it, was it was one of those ones. It was a good height for the keeper, so yeah. McDonald got a good save out of that. Well, actually. See, I've pre- see some of his campaigns, McDonald. That was a good save. Well, Grew's actually good at free kicks, though. So he kind of compared to yeah. Carlos, who what just punted it and missed by a mile nine times out of ten. He used to take like a thirty-yard run up to it as well. He was useless at them though, just because he'd score one every decade. He scored one against France that that swerving. He was crap at them. The most of the time, he'd hit the wall or they'd go miles over the bar. Uh, but Danny Alves at Barcelona now he's exactly the same he seems to take loads of free kicks and never hits a target at least Ronaldo can take them he's got his weird little run up but at least he actually hits them half decent sometimes no one I'm watching it isn't he <laughs> ah big Ron uh, so I take it you stayed till the, the bitter end Chris the bitter. The oh of course the I did I was, I was oh right I'm, I'm going to have to slate the, the celebrations here because yes it was great to see us get the trophy and that's about as good as it got for me because before the game, we had some bizarre circus parade with a big inflatable clown that fell over. That was probably the highlight of that. Like elephants holding on to the, the tails with their trunks. <laughs> it was just a, a line. It was like some creepy Cirque du Soleil thing where it was just people. There was a guy in stilts. There was a lassie doing the <laughs> It was uh, the tie terms were running along as well. Um, but aye, that's big inflatable clown. Aye, did, fell did, over. did the husband lines it or not, Chris? Fun enough, no, it makes a change. Oh, there's a surprise. It, eh? They'd, they'd, be no, they'd maybe get applauded. But these guys were just pathetic. And then after that, we got some suits singing, uh, come on over to my place. So just <laughs> four guys. So, so that was before the game. We had the tie time singing at half time. Then at full time, we had the presentation uh, and we had a guy singing the opera version of You'll Never Walk Alone. And then we had him singing Ness and Dorma for no apparent reason. Who was the, who was the pan then, flute band that was at half time? Ah, that was the Titans. I heard some, that was I heard the, some update the from the island. Uh, 
I thought they had a pan flute band on the pitch or something. Oh, we like them, they're kids, they're, they're, they're cute. Singing Celtic songs is if I wasn't if I wasn't so politically correct, I could have said some sarcastic comment there. Uh, like a typical Hearts fan. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're not the only one to have to slate the the events, Chris. I've seen a few things on Twitter. People were not happy. It was cold as well. I heard. Oh, the weather didn't help. I mean, it was, it was chucking it down at times. The wind was blowing about, and it was just kind of. At least he didn't have an. One of your but... players with a thing saying "R.I.P. Rangers" on it—that might have been, that might have been distasteful. <laughs> oh, what Devez ever? See, to be fair, see when you put that in context, I that's know, quite witty. I, I, I know, but see, I don't think, I don't think, unless someone else did it for him, he wouldn't have thought of that. I don't think Devez is that way. I think that's maybe the problem. That's the thing. <laughs> I don't believe he was playing on what Ferguson said. Either, unless maybe someone else has made it for him, and he's didn't pick up. But I, I don't think he would have thought that up himself because I think he's a moron. Uh, I'm not a big fan. It wasn't the biggest moron in that game, though. No, <laughs> not, not in that game. No, that's, that's quite easily Joey Barton. <laughs> oh yeah, he's, he's, he's the tweets afterwards as well. Oh, he's, oh. Just how he was he was trying to uh, take a player with him. God loves a trier. Get away. Yeah, I think no. my Facebook status yesterday got quite a few likes. It just said Joey Barton is a complete bell end. <laughs> we're trying to figure out the best word to describe him. With him. Uh, I'm a bit more on. I think Bellwind's a better description. And it, it really wound me up when he said he was out celebrating as well with his teammates. I thought he better not be allowed out in the official you party. Seen the clip that I put. I, I think a lot of people have shared it on Twitter, but it's really bizarre when um, the fans are running on and the players are celebrating at the end, and it goes to Samir Nasri. What in the bouncers? Oh, there? and and Jibre Cisse runs up and starts jumping around and hugging him and celebrating. Oh. Yeah, I remember really, seeing that, yeah. It's like... Uh, <laughs> yeah, I wasn't really sure what was going on. Aye, but oh, what a game. What a game, I I, I can't believe I, I watched that. It's just uh, brilliant. Great great finish. But what annoyed me after it was Graeme Sinesse coming out and going, oh, you've never seen anything like that anywhere ever. I'm thinking, I did. i seen it at Fourth Park in 2005. You had, the, you had the one in the... You had the Liverpool-Arsenal one where it was the two teams fight playing each other and it was one on goal difference with that. Who was it who scored the second goal? What's his name again? You know the one I'm thinking of, 89, was it? Uh, Thomas. Aye. Aye. That was actually the two teams. That was as if it, that was as if it would be Man United and Man City playing for each other and it was done goal difference, you know. Mm-hmm. So that was possibly even more dramatic. Uh, it, was, it was strange. Not, nothing when... quite as dramatic as when uh, Albert Kidd scored, of course. <laughs> Saying anything. <laughs> right, we'll, we'll, we'll move on. Well, the worst, we'll discuss. worst thing about that is yeah. he's like this big Hibs legend, but it didn't have anything to do with. Like, I can see almost why Celtic have him, but it's like he's like the, the Hibs' favourite comeback for anything, although that might change after Saturday. But <laughs> no, I'm not even, even going to go down any. I, I just can't risk saying anything before Saturday. Have a terrible feeling. <laughs> a terrible feeling about Saturday. Uh, we'll come to that later, I suppose. Uh, yeah. Right, uh, my stats for uh, well, I've got to mention Gary Hooper's five goals. That's the fourth time it's happened in the SPL. Kenny Miller did it against Murren in a seven-one win in November two thousand. Chris Boyd done it for Kilmarnock and for Rangers, both against Dundee United in a five-two win in September two thousand four for Kelly and a seven-one win for Rangers in December two thousand nine. Uh, it's also the fifth time in a row Hearts have failed to score at Celtic Park 
and nobody's actually scored at Celtic Park since January when Dundee United done it. Uh, it's the first time since 1973 that a Celtic player scored five in a one game. That was Dixie Dean, so he got six. I'm sure Dixie will wind him up. Dixie's that kind of character. Uh, and the five goals meant Hooper topped the scoring chart with 24 goals, which is the best return since Chris Boyd in 2008-2009, and the first Celtic player to top the chart since Scott McDonald the season before it. And the 25 shutouts this season for Celtic against 38, and 38 games is the new SPL record. What happened to the trend? <laughs> <laughs> More good swapped stats. swapped it for That's... millions of stats. <laughs> right, so moving on, the, the Motherwell against Dundee United game. And Dundee United won this 2-0. And uh, the news that Craigan was retiring and Jennings decided, look, I'll replace you as the on-goal hero. And he tried to get in there, but the keeper <laughs> saved it. <laughs> so he was he was unlucky. And then uh, Russell mopped up and scored. Uh, John Dole, John Daly scored. John Dole. John Dole. I don't know what I was going to say there. <laughs> uh, John Dole scored. <laughs> but well, Hooper scored five, so un- unlucky for him. He didn't get the the top scorer. Aye, but to be fair, I mean, nineteen goals in the season, well, in the league, anyway, uh, isn't it bad for a guy who's played in striker and at the back, and he was playing at the ah, back and sat on Sunday there as well. Yeah, played the back all day Sunday. Yep. Always looked like getting a goal as well. Always looked pretty dangerous. Yeah. It's just it's the usual end of the season rubbish though. It was it was another one of these games where there was nothing at stake, so it kinda of all fell a wee bit flat, to be honest with you. But um can they really deny them their win done the United they were probably better on the day. First half is even Stevens, but second half we were we were chronic, so fair play to them. They can have the three points because it doesn't matter anymore. Yep. Right. That's Champions it. League team played before the game, apparently. Champions League team played as the, as the teams come out. Yep, and I think again at half time, and I think again at full time. <laughs> I hope, I hope you made the most of it because you might not. You probably won't hear it again at the game, will you? Yeah, listen, listen, listen. I've heard you. You just scare mongering with us umpteen times. Did you hear the Motherwell? Trust me. Did you hear one of the Motherwell staff members having a go at me on Sports Sound? Tell that jambo <laughs> we'll be. That was part of people on Sports Sound because all they're all getting excited about. Was it Thingy Patterson was, oh, I can't wait to hear the tune. So I had to text in and be the <laughs> be the one to break the news, but some Motherwell, someone who worked at Motherwell was apparently like, you tell that Jambo, we'll be playing it somehow. Yeah, you tell him, you get that Jambo told. Like, I'm nah, saying but... because we, I remember getting all excited about it, then we turned up to play <coughs> play Athens and we had, we had, uh, what do we have? We had uh, the uh, Johnny Cash song playing. But the daddy would... Ring of fire. Because <laughs> we couldn't play it. But you can play at the playoff, I'm told now, aren't you? Was it you told me? Yes. Yeah. Aye. Aye. You, can, you can play it in that final playoff. So you just got to get to the playoff then. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, nah, nah, trust me, it'll be played. Don't worry, we had the Champions League t shirts out on Saturday, the whole lot. The shop was doing a roaring trade with Champions League memory. But to be honest, it was a, it was a, a, I really didn't enjoy it yesterday at all. It was freezing cold for a kickoff. All these people that talk about summer football. We need to go and stand up there for 90 minutes yesterday because it was absolutely Baltic. They lowered the prices, which meant with the whole of the dafties in there, all these daft women who came with their men and who were moaning, up the morning because it was cold and wanting to get a pie. Well, like mumping the morning like you are. I won't put my money up front, I'm allowed to do it. Yeah, what's the uh, club line, by the way? 
What's eh? What's with the clubland tunes getting sung at football? I noticed at Tinkas, but I've not spoke to you since my little played at Tinkas. I It's like lots of clubland tunes getting getting sung in a football game. It was really weird. Because we've had bizarre. Also, the Green Brigade again. We started it with this go land. <laughs> Don't be proud of it. I'm slagging it. <laughs> <laughs> Should come up with blow. Get your whistles at the game now. Blow your whistle. <laughs> glow sticks. <laughs> I want glow sticks at the game. <laughs> Bunch of Western nets. <laughs> I hear Motherwell's on their, their holly bags now. We're off to Magaluf. Ah, uh, they're all about Magaluf seemingly, but ugh, a wee bit like Chris Watch as well. With it, they do this farce of um, final whistle goes to so the Dundee United um, players get into their their shower of junkies that have paid five pounds again. Junkie stash, they wouldn't have come down if it was £23, that's for sure. And uh, give them a wee wave, and of course, mother will disappear up a tunnel, and then they all come out 10 minutes later with t shirts on, and they're all got their daft kids with them, and they're walking around the pitch. It's just thinking, I do us a favour, yeah, the spontaneity for these things is just completely gone now. Are these, are these things that are staged are just a waste of time? You've got the DJ playing some rubbish over a tannoy, so nobody's even singing. You've got all these daft women in the ground that are never there. I just that, that was it for me. I, I had to go at that point because I thought this is just Greg, crap. Ten years ago, Hearts Motherwell, last game of the season at Tynecastle, team came out afterwards. No one had ran on. Guess who was the first one to run on? A young, a young Laurie Dunsay ran on with Scott. <laughs> ran up, ran up to Alan Mabry, who was about two feet shorter than me. Looked like he shit himself. Like you shouldn't be up here. Gave him a scarf and ran back off. And I got taken away by stewards, and everyone piled on. So I had to, I had to make a break for it, and then run back on past the stewards who'd taken me. Back on the pitch, and then my mate, I remember my mate went up to Craig Levine and said, can I get a trial, Craig? And he went, aye, I'll go, mate. So my mate ran over to Craig Gordon and went, Craig, I've got a trial ways for next season. And this is some teenage drunks on the pitch at Tynecastle. So it's fun for some people. <laughs> you know, we used to do the the last sort of last game of the season pitch invasion at Fort Park as well. Yeah, they did. They did it for. <sighs> I only ever remember it happening once, and and it was it was it was when we um, it happened spontaneously once when we I think we drew with them fair one. I can't remember. I drew we beat them. Is that? And it was to save us getting into the playoff game to get pumped into the first division. And there was a pitch invasion that day, and it, and it seemed to sort of spiral from there. But it got to the stage that it was just happening end of end of the season, and there. and and one year I think it was Rangers we were playing, and I think one of the Rangers players had alleged that he was um, assaulted <laughs> during the <laughs> during the pitch invasion at the end, and then uh, I think at that point it was kind of frowned upon. So every year there's the, the usual. You know, I was thinking that. You mentioned that, and I know, I know what game it was. It was actually Celtic because it was Ross Wallace that got kicked. Ross Wallace, you're absolutely right. 2003, 04. Yep, you're <laughs> absolutely right. That's exactly who it was. I was watching. I think it was the Southampton one in particular. You know, when they got when they went up, and I was just thinking to myself, I was like, oh, it must be really because you could see uh, it was Coventry they were playing, and you see as soon as the whistle went, their players are sprinting, but half of them didn't make it. You know, trying to get down off the pitch because they knew it was going to happen yeah, at full yep. time. And you could, anything could happen in that kind of ruckus. Did you see the big, um, the big bouncer guy getting? Who was it? He was taken off the pitch. Was it Nasri? I think it was Nasri. I think he it was, was. Yeah, yeah. It's a personal yeah. bodyguard. He was getting fairly physical with some of the Man City fans coming up to him. Like, 
Um, but aye, I mean, you you got to wonder that anything could happen out there. You know, it just takes one idiot who decides he's going to do something untoward and amongst all that, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah, remember old Brian Clough as well. He used to throw a couple of punches about when there was the, the odd pitch invasion. <laughs> <laughs> he was not shy at throwing a couple of digs at the folk that were on the pitch. Was he Mourinho could get his It's all very well if it's spontaneous, but when it's one of these orchestrated things, you just think, oh, there's a favour. Season's finished, just got broad. Right, you got any stats for this one, Chris? I don't. I was going to leave us open for the, the Stephen Craig in the end of an era thing. But uh, all, I, all I know about Stephen Craig is he had actually had two spells at Motherwell because he had a wee spell at Partick Thistle yeah, in between. And uh, he actually, when he was at Thistle, he, he took part in the daftest penalty shootout I ever saw. I mean, they were playing Celtic in one of the rounds of the League Cup and it was at Celtic Park and it was 18 penalties taken and Celtic won at 5-4. Partick Thistle Boris? had three chances. No, this was before Boris. This was what? 2005, I think. No, I might not be, I might have been earlier than that, maybe 2003. 2002 even, and um, I saw had three chances to knock Celtic out and missed a lot, and Stephen Craig missed one of the three. Ah, I mean, he's, ugh, I've, 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 I've seen his whole career for part more or less, as you say, he's spent a couple Sorry of years with Thistle, and to be fair, to be fair to him, he was, he's one of these guys that's managed to carve a bit of career out of nothing, <laughs> lim- limited ability, shall we say, and that's 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 maybe doing a wee bit of disservice because as he's he's been capped on t- umpteen times from Northern Ireland as well, so I mean he's he's, he's probably got us something, but uh, he's done well, he's done well to eke his career out as long as he has, and I think he's done the right thing now by, um, because he was offered a new contract next year, but I think he's done the right thing by walking away because he's he, he was certainly wouldn't be first choice for this point, and so I think he's maybe saved himself the. Uh, embarrassment. Embarrassment. <laughs> sitting, sitting on the bench most of the next season. So saying yeah, that he played, was... he played eighty minutes Saturday, he, he, uh, Sunday. Sorry, he didn't look at a place, but uh, he's probably done the right I thing. I saw you posting it. before, Greg. It was what, fourteen to one to score any time. I was like, is that for Dundee United or for Motherwell? <laughs> or, is it, is, <laughs> or is it just the same odds either way? <laughs> it's the only thing that would have lifted the mid Sunday is if he'd rattled in an OG. You should have just done it for Banner. It's just uh, gone for gold. Well, like he did against Rangers. <laughs> ah, just hit a 30-yard raker or something. Just set his own goal. Oh, see, see if he hadn't went half before the second goal went in, that would have been good. But see when it's 1-0, Motherwell still got a chance of taking something for the game. If it had been 2-0, I could have went, ah, I'd just bugger it, put a bone in it. <laughs> for old times' sake. Uh, fair play to him, though. I think I said it, I don't know if I said it on Twitter or whatever else, but he's one of these guys that's been a... He's been a good ambassador for the club and all that other nonsense, and he's a good guy and all the rest of it. So, aye, well done. And it's not as if we're going to see the last of him because we know he's oh. getting a media gig. He's on that. Yeah. He's going to be in sports scene. Oh, sports scene. Yeah. Yeah. You name it. So, in the predictor, I went 1 1. Laura, you went 0 0 again. And Chris, you went 1 0 to Dundee United. So, you'd have got one point in the predictor. Yeah, I've had no bad week in the predictor. <laughs> aye. It's all right. Just in the week that the predictor was finished, yeah. <laughs> it's no longer applicable. It, 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 was, it was enough for my uh, other predictor week because I topped that. Oh, but who topped? Who so I'm feeling very small. We got two. Aye. Aye, Laurie, that's just because I keep forgetting to put my predictions oh, in. Oh, I forgot. I keep forgetting to put my predictions away as well. <laughs> no, no. I can't believe I only finished two points above you, actually. I was quite embarrassed. <laughs> Actually, I must check. I don't know how far I finished behind you guys starting two or three months after. You didn't do too bad, actually. You're only about <laughs> yeah. finished. I don't know how. I don't. I don't think Greg ever puts them in. 
I don't. I've not put them in in months, oh. and that's that's not an excuse. But next, I'm saying to Craig, next season, I'm going to do them all. I'm going to do the entire fixture list on the first day. No, no, no. Every week. Craig's not. Craig's uh, not quick enough. He only puts in every week. I know, but I'm going to map them out, so I've got them all done. I just need to type them in as soon as they come up. And I'm going to get old uh, Huey to clean out the work to give me his predictions as well. I might use some of his too, because I'm clearly a rank at it. So it might be old Huey's predictions next, <laughs> week, next year. So we're moving on to the St. Johnson against Rangers game, and Rangers won this 4-0 in a game that, that meant very little, but I suppose that's when the, the pressure's off. And Aluko got a hat-trick, maybe almost scored four goals, but a hat-trick will do. Uh, I thought McCulloch's goal was a standout, really. Uh, a first touch right in the corner. Yeah, go? Got to be happy with that. Uh, there was a bit of a penalty incident. I, s- I suppose the game finished 4-0, so there's nothing too major to talk about, but uh, it did look like a penalty to me. But no point in really mumping and moaning about it. The, the game was won. It was last game of the season. Nothing much to play for. St. Johnson's heads were down pretty early. Aye. So that's it. That's it. Uh, I, I don't know about that penalty or no, because the, t- the two replays were pretty poor. And to be honest, I think this was another one of those games where they had one or two camera angles and none of them could tell anything, because uh, Sandaza had the ball in the net later on, and like, none of the replay angles for that either showed whether he was onside or offside. <laughs> might have been, maybe, just might have been onside. Hard to he, tell. He looked, it was looked tight. onside to me. Uh, but yeah, you're, it's hard to tell with the, the lack of camera angles. See, when he says that's it, Chris, just don't talk about the game, then we could have just moved on. <laughs> uh, well, I like talking about the games because I've seen them. <laughs> I know. Yep. I've sat down and watched them all and enjoyed them all. Do you think it'll be a Luko's last goals for the uh, Jairs? Depends oh, if he can afford to sign again. Too many unknowns. <laughs> Too many unknowns, Craig. I, I don't know. I think he wants to stay. I think Rangers want to keep him, I but bet he does. Well, I think he does. Check his do you think so? Do you think he would? Do you think he would? Oh, I don't know. If he get a decent offer for somewhere, but you just don't. You just don't know. Are Rangers going to be in the SPL? Are they not? There's too many unknowns, really. Do you remember that Luca was like had a, a really good spell when he first signed Aberdeen, and then was rotten for like two years. Oh, he's he's been one of the, the best players for Rangers. This well. Obviously, in the second half of the season, he wasn't there in the first. But mm. ah, he's he's definitely he's he's really. No, I think he's been good. I'm just I'm just saying that Aberdeen fans used to think he was amazing, and they couldn't wait to see the back of him by the time he left. So yeah, I I don't know. I don't know. He's done en- he's done enough to deserve a contract in uh, normal normal day to day business. But yeah, the rest of the rubbish you've got, like, but I mean, that's not saying much, is it? <laughs> All things being equal, a local would be at Rangers next season, I would think. But all things are not equal. Are you passed for 17? <laughs> he's, already, he's already there, though, isn't he? So he'll be all right. Can you resign? It's Gattuso we need to worry about. Ah, Gattuso, who has chucked it. Oh, yeah. Well, I think he'd be a, a good signing for Rangers. Just if, get, we'll get... if he does want to come, he doesn't. money doesn't seem to be a problem for him. Uh, he'll know the situation at Rangers. I hope it's not because he's looking at much at Rangers, is he? <laughs> no, but well, he's he's just wanting to come back. I think he's did he not get married or uh, at least his girlfriend is Scottish? Yeah. Let's let's swap the highlights of Milan for Govan. It's all right. Let's bring back Joe Jordan, then he'll be too be, be too feared to come back, won't he? <laughs> yes. <laughs> we getting chinned. <laughs> 
So in the predictor, I went 2-1 to Rangers. So I got one point. Laura, you went 0-0. No points for you. And Chris, you went 2-1 to Rangers. And that that's it for the SPL. That's it. All over. I thought I'd move on and discuss the... Before we move on, I do have some stats for this one. <laughs> oh, so, sorry, Chris. I was, I was going to ask, but then I thought, nah, he's not going to have stats. Surely oh, no, by this time you've learned, Craig, there's always a wee stat hidden away somewhere. Uh, even when he's not got a stat, he's got a stat. He's got a stat. I could pull him out with wizard sleeve. Reference uh. <laughs> 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 back to a previous podcast, in case yep. anyone doesn't know what that is. Uh, anyway, the... It was, right. A hat trick was Rangers' first this season. It's only the third single half hat trick this season, with another one being Gary Hooper's in the same weekend, and the other one Michael Higdon against Hibs. Uh, Johnson are the first team to lose all five matches after a split in the top half. Aberdeen did that in the bottom half in 2003-04, and of course St Johnson fans are now Hearts fans for the week because if Hearts win the cup, then St Johnson will be in Europe. Uh, Rangers saved their uh, own record with this victory because the gap at the top has finished at 20 points so their 21.1 stands as the, the biggest winning margin in the SPL which is probably a good thing to be honest because that would be a wee bit tainted <laughs> Don't mention the word tainted <laughs> I can't believe you brought up tainted That's against oh, the I, rules I, 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 If you want to talk about tainted it's a tainted second place I was about to say, that's the one thing, I hate that term, because it, it didn't make any sense at all. Well, it's a tainted title, what? Because the other team cheated and they're not winning it. It didn't make any sense at all. That's, that's... Oh, you didn't cheat to go into administration, No, I know, but you're, you're talking about... Well, didn't... Tainted suggests that it's been done like... It, someone's done... Like It suggests that the title has been won like by some like cheating or... But it's the second. Yeah. It's the team second to mucked everything. But it's as if Celtic had tainted it. It wasn't. <laughs> you, you could argue that it's a tainted second place, and Motherwell should be getting the prize money because they yes, paid their taxes. Correct. Exactly. Correct. Uh, that was my first instinct when I first heard it was. It's a huge difference between yeah. second and third. Huge. Although surely hundreds of thousands. Well, hopefully, well, that'll mean that when the Wallace payment comes up, the SPL can just give us the money. <laughs> if they're gonna <laughs> get. Just, just take Rangers prize money and give half to Hearts and half to Motherwell and then everybody's happy. No, no. Rangers need the money, right? Well, Rangers need... That's it. Have you, did, getting the money. you guys see the Livingston news <coughs> this evening? They're talking about suing the SFA. For if, uh, £1.2 million. Pounds, but the... I mean, the problem is that it's under two different umbrellas, isn't it? They were under the SFA. punished for the SFA. I don't think they're any problems with that one, to be honest. So why are they suing? Well, because... Because they get punished really hard when they get into administration and Rangers won't be. It was like the exact... The argument. Well, they might be because we're still going to wait and see. I think it's, it's Wednesday. They're they're saying it's the same circumstances yes. and basically yeah. their appeal was against the you know, the, the, the same sort of situation. But because it was under two different organisations, I don't know if... It, I kind of get their point to degree, but because it's under two, the Rangers and the SPL and it's a different organisation dealing with it, so I don't really know if they can... Yeah, I've got to wait and see if Rangers actually get back in or not, or whatever happens. What, 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 what division are Levy in just now? Second? First. Firstly? Yeah. First in the first division? Uh, back up. Uh, the thing is, what happened was, see, um, it was similar in a way because they got taken over, didn't they? They got bought out. Someone that took them over under the understanding that they were a first division team. And after they got taken over, Nesfield decided, right, we're going to put you down two divisions. 
which I think was one of the things that really kind of peed them off. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah, but were those rules not in place in the SFL beforehand? Was that Were those rules not already established? Because they were having this argument in one of the radio stations, and that must have been Saturday, I think, saying that the SFL had actually got their house in order by having these rules and making these decisions and pumping. I Clubs in the third division, whereas the SPL are just fanning in the boot. Actually, I've given up even reading into these things much. Yeah. I just can't be arsed anymore. It's too That's much it. to read. It's hard yeah. to keep up. You're right. You're right. I just need to wait and see. Wait and see. So moving <laughs> on, the, the predictor came to our conclusion and we got an overall winner was El Chape. He had 182 points and has 15 ahead of second place. So he, he won £100. Straight out of my pocket. I'm skinting out. He's won £100. C.D. Sutherland and Martini were joint second place. And I or Rami got third prize. In the the monthly prize, in the, the May prize, Stephen J won that. He was one point ahead of Andrew Kerr. So he won £20. So that's the, the SPL predictor over. And uh, just this evening, I've launched the Euro 2012 predictor. It's the same setup as the SPL predictor, but surprisingly, it focuses on the Euro 2012 <laughs> competition. <laughs> I thought it was going to be a <laughs> So... So yeah, if you, if you go to forums.scottishfootballforums.co.uk slash Euro2012 predictor or you could just visit the forums homepage and click the link at the top of the screen if that's easier. And sign up for the forum if you're not already. And sign up for the forum. Good shout, Chris. You can register using Twitter or Facebook or a username and password. And it's free. I, I don't take anything for coming on the forum. It's just it's free. It's, that's it. It's free. Moving on to the Paul Band charity bet, and I've got a bit of a, You're lucky. Uh, a bit of a, an apology to make because <clears throat> I forgot I forgot to put the Paul Band bet on at the weekend. You're lucky. And just nine yes. nine games I gave you was it, or was it seven, or is it? I can't remember. The thing is, I forgot to write them down, Oops. so I didn't even. Every know. game but came in most. bar one. And I see, I, I, there was a wrong update that said Stoke had scored a third to make it three-two. But I had Stoke as one of the teams, and they drew. So you're 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 let off. But uh, I felt bad because I was just thinking of the children. <laughs> I was thinking this charity money that they could have been winning, and because of me, they've not. But yeah, I, I hold my hands up. I got a big apology. So. This week, we've got the, the final Paul Band charity bet, and normally we put a fiver on, but because I didn't put the fiver on that weekend there, I'll put another fiver up, so that's a tenner. And, well, we've got a few games coming up this Saturday. We've got the Scottish Cup final, we've got the the playoff from the Championship, and we also have the Champions League final. So, why don't we do a treble out of all three matches? And pick a winner. I've put an outright treble on already, but what well, depends what you're picking. Are you picking 90 minutes or outright? Because I think 90 minutes is a bit of a risk. Well, outright's yeah. fine with me. Obviously, they've vastly reduced odds, but I mean, I put on, I put on a Hearts West Ham and Chelsea treble, but I don't think Chelsea will win it, and I don't think Hearts are going to win it. But I had to put Hearts on. 
That's West Ham, Chelsea. Well, see, to be honest, I'm going to put money on Chelsea myself. I only put Chelsea because the that. odds are much better. And I think it'll, I think it'll be closer oh, yeah. than people think, but they were just... Oh, definitely. It's a final. Anything can happen. And Chelsea's know, shown exactly. that they can beat I wish it wasn't one of the best teams of, of our generation. Bayern didn't look too great in the, the German Cup final last weekend either. Ah, they get cuffed, didn't they? I mean, Borussia Dortmund are a good team, so... Totally I'm off sure the tangent, for that, but, but did I hear right possibly. 800,000 people applied for tickets for the German Cup final. I've heard really? silly stats like that before. I, I heard like 798,000 uh, yeah. people applied for tickets for it or something. Yeah, I've, I've heard similar, Laurie. It's, it's unbelievable. That's mental. Yeah. I mean, it's almost as much as you would have got for the Edinburgh Derby final on Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, imagine how many hub season tickets you'd have to buy to get tickets for. <laughs> <laughs> right, so we're going for Hearts, West Ham and Chelsea. Go for Hibs. I would think so. Uh. Don't go for Hearts. Right, we're going Hearts, West Ham and Chelsea. That's, why, that's why, don't, why don't you spur it? Why don't you go why don't you go a fiver on that and a fiver on the rest? Five on the others. Spread your bets. Right, good thinking. Good thinking, Greg. That's why you're here, because you're the thinker of the group. Right. What, but what, you're going to put, and then you put a fiver on Blackpool, Bayern Munich and Hibs? Yep. Oh, I can't see Blackpool getting through. They conceded four goals oh. each. That's it. It's, it's been decided, Laurie. It's been decided. Yeah, the, the brains of outfits. But then it's going to be... Don't worry, Craig will, for, Craig will forget to put on again. <laughs> so, £15 going on the first game of the season. But then <laughs> or if we get what way around the teams are meant to be, you put like Hearts and Bayern Munich, <laughs> West Ham. You'd probably get lucky that right. way. You put a five hundred card if to win the cup, uh, the, the playoff. <laughs> right, so we're wanting outrights. If you do yeah. outrights, right. you're gonna get about. Let me let me work out twenty five twenty. You're gonna get about sixes. No, aye, I think we get about six for the aye. Get between six and seven, depending on who you put it on. The best odds you get, I'm asking like a right. <laughs> the best odds you get with it, I think, are Sky Bet for the outrights. Right. Now I sound like Don't a, worry. Now I sound like I've got some sort of problem. I am pretty sure yep. Sky Bet. Off. You do, yep. <laughs> Paul Merson there, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's it. I'll definitely, I won't forget this time because I felt bad last time. <laughs> But you did us a favour because it didn't it come, did in. come in. So right. yeah, you were just. You should have apologised and you should be picking it up. You were let off I know. just narrowly. Yep. You're right, it was Laurie's rubbish, rubbish selection. What? One, all the games go in bar one. I usually get them all wrong. <laughs> you are rubbish, Laurie. If I'd been on here making more of these predictions, you might have at least won a bit more. Don't even know why. Why did we call it the Paul Band anyway? Because <laughs> it's a Paul Ban charity bit. But he never makes it either. He either loses or he doesn't make the prediction. <laughs> right, I don't think I'm going to get outright betting on Ladbrokes, so we could be stuffed. You get outright Oh, you'll get outright betting on Ladbrokes. Well, they just call it match betting, actually. Aye, that's that's good enough, isn't it? Match betting. No, because you, aye, if you go to. Surely match, you can put it on to win the cup. Aye, if you go to the match, each individual, you'll have to win the cup or to lift the trophy. Right, I'll, I'll do it later. The Blackpool and West Ham, it'll just be under to win promotion. Outright. So I just call it outright because it's the easiest way to call it. Not all the websites will specifically name it that. 
You can work it out, right. Craig. Come on. Okay, I'll, I'll do it. I'll do it later. Right. Managed to make fantastically complicated and visually stunning wall charts. I'm sure you can find. <laughs> <laughs> I just wait until everyone sees my wall chart. Tell me, people will have it up on their walls. That's... Where else are you going to put a wall chart? Beauty is in the eye of the beholder. I like the it. Beholder's blind. Right. So, so moving on to the, the Scottish Cup then. See, before right. we move on, I've got a bonus stat. Oh no. All right. <laughs> a bonus. Right. I've got a bonus. I'm, I'm, I'm fully prepared this week. Right. You like this one? This is my favourite stat that I've read in about six months. Nikita Jelovic is Rangers and Everton's top scorer this season. And I've seen on SPL stats, they said that uh, in Scotland, they get a goal every 136 minutes, and in England, they get a goal every 106 minutes. So either the EPL is rubbish and it's easy to score down there, or Rangers just want to gain the ball enough. And I'm going to say that Rangers will gain the ball plenty, so it's England that's rubbish. Yep. Maybe yep, Rangers that's it. Rubbish. Yep, spot on. That's fact. That's fact. fact. I like when people say things that you can't prove as fact right after. England <laughs> is rubbish. Fact. That's got a stat. I've got a stat to back up my fact. <laughs> yep. Stat right. to back up your stat. It counts. Yep. Right. And so now we're coming to the bit that's going to get Laurie all worried, and it's the Scottish Cup. The big game. The big Edinburgh final. Laurie, give us your prediction. I can't predict it. I can't. I'm so, <laughs> I've never felt this nervous and sick and terrified before a game before because it's just, it's cruel. There's just no. It's like the thought of winning it is almost this relief if we win it. I think that's what I'll feel more than anything is this relief that we didn't lose it. And that sounds bad, but it's just there's so much at stake. Because, you know, when there's, when there's an old firm final, it's big. But, you know, if you lose an old firm final, then what? how long are you going to have to wait to maybe get another final to get back at them? A year? Maybe two at most? This, is, this might not happen again. The winner of this could have the bragging rights on this for forever. I might have to never watch a football game again. <laughs> Ever. <laughs> no, That's but a bold it's, prediction. <laughs> yeah, it's just you're building it up. I just can't. I can't cope with. I can't cope with it. My mind can't comprehend the game. I can't even begin to predict. My head still says, you know, we should win if we turn up, but I don't. Both sides seem to be ridiculously confident. This is one thing I don't like is this whole oh, the names on the cup. You know, Hibs are like over in Ireland getting their strips washed by nuns or something because the last time they've got... <laughs> <laughs> they've got an Irish manager, so it means they're... <laughs> this, that, the other. Hearts fans, well, our name's on the cup because we beat them this... Blah, blah. They never win the cup. And it's like, look, no, no one's names, nothing is written. None's even necessarily written when it, with five minutes to go. You know, for all I know, Jim McDonald could come out and take Lee Griffiths out in the first minute, give away a penalty and get sent off, or vice versa at the other end of the pitch. So I don't, I hate this confidence from both sides, you know. Hearts, Hearts fans being confident makes me nervous. Hibs fans being confident makes me nervous. Other fans being nervous makes me nervous. It's just, I just, I don't know. I just want it to be over. <laughs> so I know that I've either got to hide under my covers for as long as I possibly can or celebrate. I don't know. Yep. Uh, see, you guys are all reasonably impartial, so you can give more reasoned predictions. I'm hoping you all say Hibs, though. After saying, that, after saying that, no superstition, I want you all to back Hibs. 
It's, it's too difficult to call, I think, because there's reasons for, for both winning it. If you look at the, the league table, the, which doesn't lie, the hearts are the favourites going in, but then Hibs have got 110 years of hurt to to battle back from, so that's going to spur them on. They've got some good players. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's too hard to call for me. I think that the hearts are the favourites going into it, so I think the hearts will win. I've got a wee bit of a soft spot for Hibs going into this just because of that that weight that they've had, and they can. Hmm, well, if it was they a, can really. If it was a movie script, then Hibs would win, wouldn't they? You know, if it was one of these films with the underdogs, and that's the way a lot of Hibs fans seem to be looking at it. Like, surely life isn't this cruel that we'd wait so long and then we get so close, and then they would beat us to, to end it. But then, you know. Football and life can be cruel, but then at the same time, look at the end of the English Premier League season. You know that anything can happen. You could quite yep. feasibly see Hibs winning it. I could quite feasibly see us comfortably beating them, though, because you know if, if Scatchell does his usual and we gets an early goal against them, then suddenly it's a whole different ball game. But I just I really can't call it. I, I think it's going to be tight, though. I I don't really think anyone's going to win it comfortably. I don't like how the bookies have put us really. Such short favourites, like it doesn't. I can understand where the bookies are coming from, though, because all the everything that's went before does point to Hearts winning this cup because Hearts have finished the top six, but Hibs have been bottom and fighting relegation. Uh, the, the last 10 times Hearts have played Hibs, they haven't won. Uh, Hibs haven't won, obviously. Um, the, the last time they met at Hamden, it was a 4 0 win for Hearts. The last time they met in the final in 1896, Hearts won that 3 1. <laughs> Everything points to hearts. No. I know, yeah. I know, I know, but it's just. It's... And yet, I, I agree with you what you're saying because it's a, it's that thing about football, the romantic side of things. It's for Manchester City to end their forty odd year wait for the title. They had to rob it off of United in the last seconds. See, I'm just. Uh, it was it happens across sport. I've mentioned this before about the. The, the Boston Red Sox winning the World Series for the first time in 80 years. They had to beat their rivals, the Yankees, to do it. And it's just, for 110 years, Hibs have waited to win this cup again. I'm, Who else are they going to beat other than Hearts? I'm more worried that, you know, if... I don't know how the players will be feeling. Well, I mean, I'll speak to Rudy, obviously. He seemed quite confident, but... Um, <laughs> I, if, if they're feeling any sort of the nerves that I am, because I never really felt that before a derby, because usually playing Hibs, I've got a bit of confidence. It's always... A, quite worried but there's never this much at stake but there seems to be this idea that the Hearts players are going to have a lot more pressure on them than the Hibs players because they're expected to win. The Hibs are the ones who, and I think I think the start of the game is going to be really important. If Hibs if they got an early goal or they're pressing early on it could really change things whereas if Hearts went and grabbed an early one then it might be that feeling oh well, here we go again. It's the same old but I just, it, my, my main worry is in goals. As I say I hate not having faith in the keeper, and he had a, he had a really good game against Celtic in the semi though, which you know I have to give him credit for that. And he's actually had a few decent games recently. But like you see the goal against Motherwell, and it was just basic. You could have stopped it with his foot, and we we'll lose the game on it. And I'm just really worried that I've just got these visions of Lee Griffiths scoring against them with a rubbish shot or a long ranger, and he dropped it or something hideous like that. And that's something like that I'm really going to, I'm not going to be able to take. It's going to be bad enough if they beat us, but if it's something like that that we lose by, I'm just dreaming that Marion Kello is going to somehow be there. I don't know how. It's, he's not going to be, but somehow. He's still contracted to Hearts. He can play. 
So if you you made a decision about where you sitting, are you in the cheap seats or the posh seats? Oh no, I've always going to be in the cheap seats. I, I'm in I'm in the terraces and uh, this one of us. We're all going through on Friday. We're staying in Glasgow on Friday, the hotel, and then my dad and one of my mates is going to the hospitality. So they'll be meeting up with the likes of Paul Hartley and John Robertson, and I'll be uh, probably getting lifted on the streets for drinking and forgetting that I'm not in Edinburgh. Well, at least. <laughs> Hopefully you'll be out of the cells by Monday evening for the podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah. Monday's podcast is going to hinge complete on this result. <laughs> hey, well, we've all done the important bit here. What are we calling this final again? Is it the Scottish Cup final, just the, the Capital Cup final, or the Wee Fern Derby, or the Salt and Sauce yeah, final? I hate that name. <laughs> the whole Salt and Sauce thing, well, I, I prefer salt and vinegar on my chips, so that's only... Oh, it's got to be salt and vinegar. Aye, definitely. I don't know about this whole salt and sauce. If you're going to have sauce, surely salt and vinegar and sauce. Could it be the salt and vinegar and sauce final? Or is that... well, I thought they had vinegar in the sauce. Aye, Aye there is, but it's about the same. In fact, we've jumped ahead because uh, the salt and vinegar or salt and sauce was the next section on my agenda. But I will talk about that now. <laughs> that wasn't the agenda. <laughs> no, it wasn't really. I am always salt and vinegar. The thing is, I don't even like vinegar, but I like it from a chip shop. Oh, I love vinegar. I'm, I'm, I like Aye, soak but... chips in it, basically. Oh, I hate that! I hate the smell of it. It's horrible. Oh, I, but I used to pour it with I, crisps when I was younger. Oh, I used to pour it no. with crisps. Oh, that's horrible. Best stuff just stuff you'd have with the pickled onions. Oh, I hate pickled onions. Oh, I no, love pickled things onions. as well. Need a pickle with your uh, your chips. No, I hate a pickle. I hate a pickle, man. <laughs> no sauce. I hate brown sauce. I hate tomato sauce. I hate pickles. What do you like? I hate vinegar. Well, salt and vinegar. Just chips. But even though I don't like vinegar, and my chips. So that's the uh, salt and vinegar banter done then. <laughs> check that off on the checklist. <laughs> Just as well get that on the agenda. He's going to make predictions for the final then, are you? I'm not. But... Aye, let's get some predictions going. Right. I'm going to go for a... Right, I'm going to go for a Hibs victory. Oh. I'm going to go 2-1. 2-1. Go on, Chris. Oh... Uh... It's going to be tight. I know it's going to be tight. It's not going to be like that 4 now. a few years ago. Uh, all right, I'm going to say 2-1 Hubs. <laughs> uh, I think uh, I think Harps are going to lose this. And I think if they lose, it's down to one man only, and that's Laurie. Because the <laughs> amount of luck he's been carrying recently with his coupons and his bets and his accumulators... You've used your luck up, mate. It's just about Who? to run out at the wrong time. It's better than that, though, because Laurie has spent the entire season predicting Hibs wins. Yep, yeah, exactly. Like, this is a one-time he doesn't want him to win. Hilarious if he does. He's been on Skatchel as well. Who's, who says I'm not going to back Hibs, though? At the bookies? I says, I've, I've been potting this since we beat Celtic. I, I'm putting as much money as I can put together on Hibs to win, because then I'll... I'll, I'll I'll sacrifice the money if we if we win. If we lose, at least I've got money to drown my sorrows for the country. as long <laughs> as I can. Ah, exactly. Disappear to <laughs> 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 I, I, I don't know. I'm a, bit, I'm a bit spot in this. I used, to, I used to live up in Shandon Crescent when I was an Edinburgh boy, and I used to live just off Leithwalk as well, so my, my loyalties are a wee bit split. But this, is, um, this isn't who you want to win. You're making a prediction. I think, I think from a... I think from a just a, a, a football and story point of view, I've just got a sneaky feeling Hibs might nick this. But it'll be tight. 
I think it'll be two one. Two one hubs. Two one hubs. Right. I don't have to make a prediction, do I? Yes, yeah. that's the rules. Look, you didn't even watch any of the highlights. At least it us. I don't know. See, I'm gonna have to back Hearts still. Surely, I, I, I've got a terrible feeling that we're gonna lose. But that's I don't know where that's from. Well, my head says Hearts and my heart says Hearts, but there's someone somewhere is telling me the Hibs are gonna win. Laurie, see, to be honest, the three guys that you're up against have all predicted Hibs. Now, you go look at our predictions for this entire season. <laughs> you're, you're an easy street, mate. We've never got one right. Universally. That's what I said. I was hoping you'd all back Hibs. No, we did. No, we, 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 did we not say nothing each for Aberdeen St. Murray? We did. You just caught we did. That was a clean sweep. <laughs> <laughs> that was my idea. <laughs> right. 3 1 Hearts, Gatcho first goal. Okay. Well, I mean, the, I think the important players in the day are going to be Black and Scatchel, and you're going to have, I think, McPay. fat. Well, I swear, there's lots of tall tales going around because he'd obviously did, obviously, because I wasn't paying attention for the weekend. Did Paolo not say something like, um, people like, oh, a lot of the people have read it, Paolo not say something like, only two players who he's not put in against Celtic will be fit for the final. I don't know, I didn't hear his... Well, then yeah. there was... Well, Skatcha was on the bench, so does that count? Mm, so I don't know, but then obviously Black was one I was pretty sure he was... Yeah, Black will be on. Um, Elliot... Oh, God. If we, see if we've not got beat. Oh, I don't know. We need... That's one... That's what I mean. That's what I'm talking about when people say, oh, Hearts have got a great squad, they shouldn't be finishing fifth, but it's totally unbalanced. We, we have nothing up front, so, you know, I'm quite happy with our defence, even after Sunday, yes. <laughs> I'm quite happy with other friends as well. Obviously Zalukas is Zalukas, but you know <laughs> it was a good it was a good pass through for who put finished. Did he do it again? <laughs> <laughs> oh, have you never seen the fourth goal? Aye. He always does that against him, honestly. <laughs> no, to be fair, he was trying to cut out a pass to Hooper yeah. and he was sliding to get it and it was and just, just so happened to set no, it. Up, it was killed the <laughs> Hooper ran onto him and then the keeper in it. John John on the forum was like we're talking about signs for next season because he's a Celtic fan and he was like, uh, Zalukas from Hearts. And I was like, seriously? I was like, quickly starts packing his bags before he realises. So I don't know, maybe, I, I, I don't know what other fans think of him, but he, he was like, oh, I thought he was a really solid defender. I was like, really? No, I agree with you. It's like, yeah, he's actually can be very solid three quarters of the time. I suppose it's like having Stephen Craig in your team, you know, he's all right. But, Occasionally does something really stupid. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I don't know. But I've been, I think the McPake is actually one player who can make a huge difference because I'm always worried about the Hibs strike force, but generally they've been pretty weak at the back. So we've, I've always fancied us to score at least one or two against them, but he seems to have added a bit of steel, which is something that they may have been lacking in these games, so he could be important. But... I could, the place we could win it if we're going to win it is in the middle of the park because I, I really still don't rate the Hibs midfield at all. I think they've got a danger danger up front. I like McPake at the back. But if our midfield is on form, I think that could be the difference. I'm hoping that could be a difference. I'm praying that could be the difference. I've got my fingers, both fingers crossed here and that could be the difference. <laughs> See, one good thing about this final for, for me, and I'm sure it's going to be the same for Chris and, and Greg, is that we're neutrals. We can look forward to the final. There's no nerves. Yeah. It's just yeah. we're just hoping for a, a 
a good, exciting game. Yeah, but it's... yeah, it should be a cracking game. Still you say game. that, but I don't think I've ever watched an Edinburgh Derby as a neutral. Uh, I don't. I, I tend to favour one to the other. Oh, which one? Yeah. Which one's that then? Eh? Which one's that? <laughs> I wonder. <laughs> See, I don't... Let's just say I, I tend to go Easter Road, but don't go to Tynecastle uh, for away yeah. games. I, I'm not sure if I'm allowed to cheer on the, the team in green. I don't know. I need to. I need to double check. Thrown at the lodge. I. I need to go down the lodge and ask the rules. Well, who was who was that cheering the last old firm again? <laughs> was that allowed? You're the better than that. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. that Aye. No, it, it wasn't allowed in the podcast rules. It wasn't allowed. Well, I don't know. I'm right. just. I'm just nervous as nervous can be. Right. Well, that's has got to the end of the podcast. The Maybe the second last podcast. Can I end this with a heart song, or is that going to be? <laughs> hey, well, you're doing the editing, so you're allowed to end it in a, a heart song. Yeah, but then I make but... it sound like uh, you can hear it when I've started the song. So, all right, it's sounding like you're all saying goodbye with this heart song in the background. I don't sound. Well, what's a what's an in between song? I, I don't know if I can play that cheesy. Uh, Go east. <laughs> just a super Just a proclaimer song. Just... Oh, we go. Right, and I'm going to make a, a suggestion for a future podcast. I think that we should all drink some alcohol because I've been having a drink tonight and I've quite enjoyed it. Yeah, I'll back you right up on that one. I'm, I'm, I'm three or four cans down now, and it's been, uh, it's been one of the more enjoyable ones. <laughs> it's, it's a mandatory rule for here on in next season. That's it. Um, well, can I just say I haven't had any alcohol and I'm absolutely fine and I've enjoyed tonight as well. So I'm a good advert oh. for sensible drinking. I'm, I'm bad enough <laughs> when I'm sober. Like now, I'm not, didn't want me drunk. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a good idea. Although if Hearts win, then no. In fact, whatever happens next week, I'll probably still be drunk on Monday. <laughs> yeah. Either way, I'll still be drunk. In fact, if Hearts lose, I'm probably more likely to still be drunk. <laughs> Uh, if Hibs win and you've put money on them, you'll be Greg Goss, traitor Ellie or whatever it is in that advert and you'll be away to Greece. <laughs> I've not done it yet, but I've been meaning to. In fact, I did. I had a hundred down trying to get better odds, you know, on bet on Betfair. You know, on Betfair, you can you, you can request uh, odds, but I didn't get matched. Yeah. I didn't get matched in a couple of days and then I, I withdrew it. Kept thinking, why have I just stuck a hundred quid on it on Hibs? <laughs> <laughs> but then you think about it: would you pay a hundred quid to win the game? And I'm like, yeah, I would. So there's no, I'm not going to think about the hundred pound I lost if I did that. I don't have a hundred pound to pay on it now, but <laughs> at the time I did. <laughs> but you know, would you would you pay that to lo- to win the game? And of course you would. And if you win, you're not going to bother about hundred pound. Yeah, yeah, good point. I, I would just now because I've not got a hundred pound to put on it. Because hospitality was quite expensive, but <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we should be talking about paying to win games. That's, that's a bit sporting integrity oh, issue there. Oh. Rod Petrie will get angry. This is that's, it's the next step, apparently, isn't it, Craig? That's it. One step away from doing this. No, no, you're not going to get me started on that. That's just annoyed me so much <gasps> that they brought in match fixing. Oh, There's that headline like, was ridiculous. Nothing like. Match Maybe fixing, you could apply so don't even game. bring it in in the same breath. Maybe you could apply Just... for Serie A if you're going to get an SPL. Oh, fit in there, eh? Buzzing. <laughs> right. Right, okay. So podcast next week, same time. Maybe. 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 <laughs> right, hi. Thanks for coming on, guys. Cheers. You're welcome.
Till see you later. See you later. Bye. Together, heads and hearts will play. Together, on cup final day. Together, we will cross the lands. Together, give our team a hand. From Granton, up to Arthur's seat. From Gorgie, to the docks of Leeds. 500 miles we will walk to the final.